you're not going to be able to take your business to the level that you want to take it because you're just not taking the time to fill yourself up with that and with the creative ideas. And we all think we're all taught life is so hard and we have to work, 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 work. Well, well, that's the old paradigm. And we're moving into a new paradigm where we don't have to be like that. And we can learn to create and to achieve with a lot less effort. If we take advantage of the resources that we have, that maybe are not resources we've used as much in the past, but are so essential for now and so essential to have the kind of quality life that you want. You're listening to BrandLift with Tori Sikama, where each week we demystify branding, marketing, and business to help you get seen, get published, and get booked by dream clients. I'm a beach-loving mom from the Jersey Shore who quit her full-time gig and picked up a camera. Six months later, I was published in six different magazines for my interiors and branding photography, launching me down a path to booking clients who love me. Needless to say, I'm obsessed with all things branding, marketing, and design. Now I'm bringing my 20 years of marketing expertise and my passion for photography and design to help you get in front of your dream clients too. I'll talk about the real struggles of being an entrepreneur, creating a brand that people love, and how to set yourself apart and grow your business quickly. If you're a photographer, interior designer, architect, builder, or you just love all things design like me, grab a martini and get cozy as we gather to get real about your brand identity, numbers, marketing, and more so you get seen, get published, and get booked. Get ready to give your brand a facelift with BrandLift. Welcome to Brand Lift. We're here today with Karen Ann Bullock, Transcendence, Leading a Life of Meaning. Karen Ann Bullock is a Transcendent Leadership Specialist and founder of Transcendence, Living a Life of Meaning, a boutique executive coaching practice. Karen partners with leaders to explore what matters, integrate the higher self, and flourish in new dimensions. She is the creator of the Transcendence Proprietary Methodology, Living a Life of Meeting, which provides transformative and integrative teachings learned from three decades of applied practice. Karen was the first woman promoted to executive vice president at AM Best Company, the premier international insurance rating agency and information provider. Her career was marked by rapid promotions and many cross-disciplinary changes. She specialized in bringing innovation and change to struggling departments, upgrading technology, redefining processes, and aligning the right staff with the right jobs. Karen earned a Master of Science in Organization Leadership with honors from Regis University in Denver, Colorado her professional coaching certificate from IPEC, and her undergraduate degree from the University of Virginia. She has immersed herself in the study of the world's wisdom, traditions, and leadership models. She is the author of the Amazon best-selling novel, Ascending Ladders, which follows a female executive through a transformation change in corporate leadership. 
Karen is also a contributing author to the international best-selling books, Significant Woman, Leaders Reveal What Matters Most, and The X Factor, The Spiritual Secrets Behind Successful Executives and Entrepreneurs. Wow, Karen, I'm so excited you're here. Welcome. Thanks, Tori. I'm really excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. Well, explore, integrate, and flourish. Those are the three pillars to lead and live a life of greater meaning. I love it. How did this journey start for you, Karen? Well, Tori, I spent 30 years in corporate America. I went from being a training specialist when I was very young to, as you read in my bio, being promoted to an executive vice president at AMBEST. And it was a zigzag career, I like to call it, because I went from different areas of the company. It wasn't exactly the normal linear approach where I stayed in one discipline. I actually changed disciplines quite a lot during my career. And I really loved that. And I loved working with different people and digging in and getting to know people and really matching people up with the jobs that they could do best, helping to see them flourish. To your point, I love to see people flourish. And, you know, a lot of times that does involve exploring what matters to them, exploring what their skills are, exploring what's important, and then integrating all of those things. And one of the things that's really important for me, and I think important for everyone, is to integrate all aspects of ourselves into our work. You know, we tend to compartmentalize. I've seen a lot of people, particularly leaders, compartmentalize. Here's my work life. Here's my personal life. Here's you know my play life, whatever it is. And it's really important to bring everything together because I think that's when we truly flourish in the world. I love that. And it is really being your, I think it's said too much, authentic self, but how do you get to that? So really, when you talk about transcendence, what does that mean? Well, that's a great question, Corey. <laughs> a lot of people ask that because it's a very it's a very big word and it's a very broad subject. It could mean just about anything. So let's just go back and start with the definition of transcendence. Transcendence literally means rising above. And in terms of leadership and the context that I deal with it, it means elevating consciousness, rising above human limitations. Because ultimately, if you have studied Maslow's hierarchy of needs at all. Maslow, towards the end of his life, added a sixth layer to the five-layer triangle that a lot of people are familiar with, and he called it transcendence or self-transcendence. And he talked about accessing the highest and most inclusive level of consciousness that's available to humans. And, And that's really what I'm talking about. But what does that mean and how does that benefit leaders? Well, in a nutshell, Operating at that higher level of consciousness really enables people to achieve or experience absolutely peak performance, which obviously then increases their productivity. And if they're an entrepreneur or in business, it it increases the bottom line at the end of the day. So there's a lot of coaching and leadership development programs that focus on transformation, which is awesome. I mean, transformation obviously is an important step in the process. But there's a difference between transformation and transcendence. And even though both of those things are elusive to a lot of people, let me just clarify that definition too, because transform means to change 
greatly in appearance or in form, but transcendence means to rise above the limits of something and surpass the norm. So it's really taking transformation to a whole new level by accessing that higher level of consciousness. I want to repeat that for everybody. So transformation is actually changing. It's a change. So we're asking people to kind of change who they are or how they do things. Yep. But then transcendence, rising above. And I'm almost, what I'm thinking is rising above the fray Mm -hmm. to surpass where we are, to get to that next level. That is such a mindset change, just a pivot from what we hear so often. It really is because we talk about changing, we talk about transforming, and those are all good things. But there's so many challenges in the world today, and there's so much uncertainty that just changing, how do you know how to change? How do you know how to pivot? How do you know what's coming next? So what transcendence does is it helps you, to your point, and that's a great phrase, to step out of the fray, to step above it and get a bigger picture by tapping into that higher level of consciousness that really can help you get a perspective and tap into wisdom that people don't normally use. Yeah, or that they don't even know that they have access to. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's wonderful. Well, you know, you're out there and you're seeing, I'm sure, a change. You're out there. Post-pandemic, what are some of the biggest challenges that are facing leaders today in this new world and this new realm that we're operating in? Well, I think the biggest thing is uncertainty. The pandemic may be quote unquote over, isn't it? We don't know. (laughs) And now we've got the conflict in Ukraine and in Europe, and we don't know what's going to happen with that. And so there's a lot of unknowns today that there's not any predictable this is what's going to happen next anymore. Not that there ever was, but it seems the uncertainty is much higher, more amplified right now. And that's actually an opportunity for us if we step back and look at it. But it's really stressing leaders out particularly because they don't know which way to turn next. Yeah. When you feel like you can't predict even what's going to happen in the next couple of months, how does that change how you react to things? So I think that's the single biggest thing. The second thing that I really see is the expectations of leaders and of business are changing, the society expectations of it. And some of that's good and some of it's maybe not so good. I don't want to really put a judgment on it, but there's certainly an expectation in society that leaders are going to respond to things differently and they're going to respond to things maybe that they haven't been expected to respond to in the past. And again, that's where having that access to that higher consciousness really helps because you have to get out of the fray. I mean, right now there's so much black and white divisiveness that's going on and that's really a challenge for leaders as well. And again, to step outside of that, to rise above that is really important. So as these are learned skills to achieve a higher level of leadership, a higher level of success, a higher level of where you want to be. How do you achieve that skill? How do you learn to apply these methods, this transcendence? How do you learn to apply that into your life? 
Well, it really starts with what I call the three pillars of transcendence. And you mentioned that the process, the mm-hmm. three steps in the process before the explore, the integrate, and the flourish. But underneath that are the three pillars that really are the foundation of creating a life of transcendence for yourself, of creating that state of mind. And the first one is connection, connection to whatever it is, is your faith, whatever it is, your belief in that higher consciousness, whether you call it the universe, whether you call it universal consciousness, God, whatever, it doesn't really matter what the term is, but it's really important to connect and for leaders, especially to have that daily practice of connecting into that higher level of consciousness, because that's where you're going to get the wisdom and that's where you're going to get the calm, the peace, to be able to stay focused in the midst of all this uncertainty. Learning to trust that connection and stay connected all the time is really critical. The second thing is to develop awareness. And this is really developing awareness of your internal programming, what your limiting beliefs are, what your cultural conditioning is, and learning to rewire that. Being present to the cost, understanding what it's costing you to continue believing what you believe now, and then changing that, changing your belief system. Because all the chaos and suffering that we have, a lot of that is tied to our belief systems. Mm -hmm. And if we can change our belief systems, it really eliminates a lot of suffering, particularly for leaders. And then the third thing is clarity. Clarity to explore what matters, what your values are, what's really important to you. And then creating a vision around that and living true to that vision, living true to your values. And so those are the three main components that underline what leaders and anybody needs to do to really tap in and begin to access that transcendence, access that higher level of consciousness and transcend versus just change. You know, Karen, I have to sense that once a leader understands that it's not all on their shoulders, that has to be such a weight lifted from them. You know, they say the monkey on your back, literally lifted off your shoulders because it doesn't sound like it has to all be you. You're tapping into things greater than you to access that strength, that motivation. How would you phrase that? That's exactly right. It's accessing the wisdom. I like to use the word wisdom because I feel like that's really what you're tapping into, that wisdom of the unknown, right? It's trusting the unknown as much as we trust, or maybe even more than we trust what's right in front of us. That's great. Well, I work with a lot of creative entrepreneurs and small business owners. Maybe they're not C-suite leaders and executive corporations as we know them today. But if you were talking to a smaller business owner, what would you say that how they could apply these three pillars into their lives to help them maybe achieve that next level of success for themselves and their small business? Well, Tori, the three things I just outlined really apply to anyone. And, And in a small business owner, I mean, I'm a small business owner. And believe me, I tap into these three things every day. I mean, that piece of connection for me, taking the time every day. And a lot of people, oh, I don't like to meditate. I don't like to do this. It doesn't have to be meditation. You can tap in to that connection a lot of different ways. I do meditate, but I also read things and I journal about them. 
I take walks outside in nature. Nature is an awesome way to connect. Taking breaks during the day to retap into that connection. I think particularly for entrepreneurs, we get so, you probably know this, you, we get so caught up in, oh my gosh, this has to be done and that has to be done, that has to be done. And then we don't take the breaks during the day to really tap into that connection, refresh, reset our mind so that we can then get those creative ideas because really that's where that creativity comes from. I mean, as a writer, that's where my creativity comes from is that connection. And then obviously the other thing with entrepreneurs is can be aware of your limiting beliefs. That narrows your mindset. It narrows your perspective. It limits what you see as possible. And one of the beautiful things about transcendence is you really can see so many more possibilities than you do when you're just focused on what's right in front of you or focused totally on the chaos in this world. Oh, and there's a lot of chaos. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I was listening to an interview and I just caught a little bit of it. Elon Musk was interviewed. And when you think of entrepreneur and innovator, you certainly, his name comes to mind. And he talked about how he and his brother, they started many businesses when they were younger up to now. And they did not look for an apartment for their first place to live. They actually rented an office building and they slept on the couch of the office that they rented. And he talks about how his work week as an entrepreneur is 120 hours and how toxic that is and how anxiety ridding that is. So someone who's out there who really doesn't have a rhythm to their daily routine or a rhythm to how to achieve that next level, what would you say to them? Uh, get one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I'm sorry. That was that. that. <laughs> but, but seriously, to your point, having a rhythm and have, leaving space for creativity. I think Elon Musk obviously is incredibly creative, but what I find, at least for me, and certainly I've experienced with other people, particularly people that are trying to innovate or trying to take things to another level, is, is having that rhythm, having that place to step away, the space to allow yourself to be creative. If you're just doing, 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 doing all the time, you're pouring out, right? But you're not taking in. And if you're not taking in, if you're not connecting and receiving that energy, there's a friend of mine that likes to say, it's kind of like trying to vacuum without plugging the vacuum cleaner into the wall, <laughs> right? You're trying to expend all this energy, but you're really not tapped into the source of that energy. And for me, the source of that energy is in that connection to your higher consciousness. And if you don't take the time to tap into that and to plug in, you're going to run yourself, you know, what you said about Elon Musk, it's toxic, you're exhausted. And at some point, you're not going to be able to function at your best. You're not going to be able to take your business to the level that you want to take it because you're just not taking the time to fill yourself up with that and with the creative ideas. You know, we all think we're all taught life is so hard and we have to work, 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 work. Well, well that's the old paradigm. And we're moving into a new paradigm where we don't have to be like that. And we can learn to create 
and to achieve with a lot less effort. If we take advantage of the resources that we have, that maybe are not resources we've used as much in the past, but are so essential for now and so essential to have the kind of quality life that you want. Yeah, I definitely hear you. Like having a space for me, I've created this oasis of an office, which I've shared on my blog, but it's where I come in the morning, the sun comes through. I just take a second to gather my thoughts for the day and do some journaling and have my morning coffee and really try and have a game plan for the day, whether you want to call it the list of, I try to have a plan for my day and accomplish something, maybe not everything on the list, but the higher priority items. And I've learned to let go of a lot of those items that I thought were critical, but in the big scheme of life, they really aren't. And really to kind of value my time and value my belief system and try to connect on a level where I, my values, connecting with others who value similarly to you. I find that people with similar values, there seems to be an easier connection. Is that because our beliefs are similar or we have shared beliefs? I think that's part of it. I think it's really important. People talk a lot about values today and a lot of people talk about them and don't really follow through with that. But for people that do, I mean, integrity is is a huge thing for me. And I do like, to your point, I love to work with people that share my values and that are on the same path. I mean, maybe we don't share every value exactly. We don't always agree on every issue or whatever, but we have that underlying core of wanting to transcend, wanting to experience life at a different level, wanting to flourish and contribute as much as we can to the world, which is why you know I have living a life of meaning in, in my company name, because I love to be with people that really are trying to take their contribution whatever it may be, up into the next level. Yeah. And combining what you might do as a vocation with something that is tied to something you really have a strong belief in, whether it's the environment, whether it's helping youth. And I feel like, yes, that transcendence, that feeling, that thought that you go to the next level. Yes, you're a leader, but the whole idea of transcendence is bringing that whole self into what you do. So it's not compartmentalized. And that is a paradigm shift for a lot of people. Oh, it's, it's a huge paradigm shift for a lot of people because we're always taught. I mean, I know, you know, at work, I used to, you know, well, you can't talk about this and you can't talk about that. And you need to leave your religion or your faith at home. You need to leave your problems at home. We were, we've been taught to compartmentalize, but what we're learning and what we've learned is A, it's not healthy and B, it really keeps people from being creative, from being as productive as they can be. Because when you shut one part of yourself down, guess what? You end up shutting a lot more than just that one part down. At least I feel like that way. And so one of the things that's I really specialize in my coaching and that I think I try to do differently is really help people 
fully express themselves, really experience that true sense of freedom to be seen and to be heard and to be understood for all of who they are, not just the piece that somebody wants them to show at the office or the piece that somebody wants them to show in their family, right? We've been taught to put these roles on and put these masks on and show up differently in different places. And I'm not saying there's, there's not obviously some normal boundaries around that we all have to follow, but I really want to help people stop shutting down some of the key components of themselves just because they've moved into a different environment. Being polite and being appropriate in a situation is very different than shutting part of yourself down. And so I really, really am passionate about helping leaders and helping people that I work with experience a true sense of freedom to integrate themselves and to show up as their whole selves. Amazing. People need to hear this, especially I know myself as a woman and a woman who was in corporate America, I suppressed many parts of who I was, my personality, my vivaciousness, because I certainly live out loud, but I did not live out loud in corporate America because I didn't feel like that I was given the opportunity to, or that if I did, then I might be viewed differently, or that just wasn't, it just wasn't the norm in corporate America. So I love to hear you say that this is changing and that people can really show up as themselves every day. Yes, I think it is changing, but it hasn't changed yet. And there's still a lot of pressure on women, particularly women in the workplace, to behave in a pretty narrow confine. Mm. I mean, there have been studies that have been done that show the range of behaviors that are quote unquote acceptable in the workplace for women is much smaller than the range of behaviors, say, that are acceptable for men. And yes, that's changing, but it needs to change more. And I really want to help facilitate that change for people because. I think it's one of the reasons that a lot of women are leaving the workplace or it's a contributing factor because think how much stress that causes you to your point. You know, when you were, how much stress did that cause you when you were in the workplace and you felt like you had to suppress your real self? I was dying every day. A part of my soul was dying every day. I lost track of who I was. I didn't know who I was anymore. I was numb. I was on that treadmill and I just drove to work. Don't know how I got there. Did my time, came home and did it all over again. Exactly. And there's so many women that are doing that in the corporate world today. And I believe they don't have to. And I believe there are ways for them to bring their whole self. And I think everybody, including corporate, is going to benefit by them doing that because how much more productive would you have been if you weren't numb? <laughs> I mean, oh really, my gosh. how much more could you have contributed? So how much, much more creative could you have been? There's so much you could have offered. And there's so much more women can offer in the workplace if we stop tying them up in knots, if we stop putting them in boxes. Right. And I really help and support my clients in getting out of those boxes and really expressing themselves in the workplace productively, but doing it. These skills are needed. And I love everything you talked about. And you and I have known each other for a while. I just really enjoyed 
talking to you on this level, getting to know you so much better and what you do. And I want the world to get to know you. And so Karen, where can people find you? Where are all the places people can connect with you? Well, the easiest way to connect with me is probably on LinkedIn. So my name there is Karen Ann Bullock. So you can look that up. I have a website for which I have beautiful pictures that (laughs) someone named Tori took. (laughs) They are wonderful pictures on my website. And so if you want to check out not only my website, but all the beautiful pictures that Tori took, that is livingalifeofmeaning.com. That's simple. And you can go see a lot about the pillars, the methodology that I talked about today, my services, and as well as beautiful pictures. Ah, Well, it's a a lovely new website and I'm thrilled to work with you. Karen is one of my subscription branding clients. So she understands the power of a visual presence, a leveled up visual marketing presence and social media on LinkedIn and on her website. And I'm thrilled to know you, Karen. I'm thrilled to work with you. And I just love getting having this time to just really focus on learning more about you and the amazing work you do. This is so needed in our world today. And I will have in our show notes, I'll have links to all the places you can find Karen. You can purchase her book on Amazon or the other two books that she contributed to. But I just highly recommend you reach out to Karen, entrepreneur, small business owner, big corporate leaders, anyone and everyone can benefit from the knowledge Karen has. So Karen, I want to thank you so much for being my guest. And I look forward to when we'll work together, which will be real soon. Absolutely, Tori. It has been a delight to talk to you. And I love your work. I love what you're doing. And I agree having photographs because, you know, that's one of the ways we show up in the world. You talk about having the sense of freedom to express yourself in the world. And what I love about the photography that I do with you is I feel like I really am expressing myself in the world. And it's just a good visual way to show at least one little aspect of my work. So I really appreciate everything that you do for me. And thank you so much for having me as a guest. This has been a great conversation. Thank you, Karen. You just finished another episode of Brandlift, where we talked all things branding, marketing, and design. Make sure you rate and subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode. To continue the conversation, head on over to my Instagram at Tori Sycama Photography. I'd love to hear your thoughts on this episode. For show notes and any links to this episode and to snag your step-by-step guide on how to get published, head on over to ToriSycamaPhotos.com and get started on your path of getting seen and getting published. See you next week on Brand Lift.